Welcome back to another episode of Coach Podcast, where we discuss college opportunities and cultivating habits, coach for short. I'm Noah. I'm Emily. And I'm Katie. And we are the Academic Peer Coaches here at Weber State University. Today's discussion is about the two most important topics that college students of all levels and degrees struggle with, time management and procrastination. Okay, I know as a coach, this is by far what students want to talk about more than any other topic. And I totally get it because these are two things that probably I struggle with more than any other topic. Katie and Emily, is that true for you with your students? Why do you think time management is such an emphasized study skill? That's, it is true for me with my students. I feel like even if students come in for something like note-taking, when I ask them questions, it's not really note-taking they're struggling with. It always kind of boils back down to time management. We could all be better at it, right? Um, I think there are honestly lots of reasons why, but I think mostly because time is our most valuable, but also like the most tricky asset that we have as students. Sometimes we feel like we have so much of it that it's really easy to put things off because we think, oh, I'll just do it later or this is more pressing. And then all of a sudden it's later and we have a million things to do. Either that or we don't have enough time and we're struggling fitting in all of our assignments and our different obligations into a short amount of time. It's just it's just frustrating. Yeah, I totally agree. And going off of that, Emily, a lot of times students are coming from like high school where they had a lot of time where it was structured and they had a strict schedule that everybody followed like similar schedules. But in college, there's a lot more flexibility and freedom to kind of figure out what classes you want to take when you want to do your extracurriculars, when you want to hit the gym. But there's a lot of also different priorities that students in college need to figure out how to balance. And it's not as easy as just, you know, saying, well, this one's more important than this one because, you know, as a student, you want to be able to socialize. You want to be able to get your assignments done. And there isn't one generic way to say that one thing is more important than the other. And that's the thing I should spend all my time on. And it just takes practice. Right, absolutely. And especially when you add things like work and a full-time job or family or new additions to your family. So I think for me, um, what's important about time management is there's so many different aspects and components that we're probably going to talk about with multiple episodes in the future. But today, I just want to focus on, let's focus on the ABCs of overcoming chronic procrastination, or in this (laughs) case, the ACT of preventing procrastination. So here are three steps to act on your procrastination. We're going to start with A. A is for... Accountability. It's important to constantly surround yourself with support. People who can encourage you, but also hold you accountable and remind you of your goals and your commitment to doing well in your classes. Personally, I rely on accountability a lot to get things done, mostly from my husband. You know, he's someone that I live with. We're both in college. We both work. So we both have a lot of things going on in our lives. And he's kind of my sounding board a little bit. If I have a busy day ahead of me, I oftentimes will just sit him down. I said, give me five minutes. I'm just going to tell you what I need to get done today. Okay. (laughs) And I'll just lay it all out and I'll say, I'm going to do this and then this and then this. And then at the end of the day, he can say, okay, tell me how it went. Right. You already told me what you need to get done. And it's really helpful to have someone in your corner who understands you, that wants to help you. And just having that person to kind of unload on and say, this is what I need to get done and they can follow up. For me personally, that's like the biggest game changer because otherwise I know I wouldn't get it done. Because if it was just in my brain, if I didn't have someone to hold me accountable, I just would forget. Yeah. Without fail, every single semester, I always hit this point where it doesn't matter if it's like a friend or my boyfriend or anybody. I can't, I don't listen to them. 
I kind of get in my head and they can't be my accountability buddy anymore. And I have to actually reach out to my professors and like email them and set up a time where it's like, listen, I'm having a really hard time turning in assignments. I'm having a hard time, you know, keeping up with everything. And I have to rely on them to be like, okay, this is an action plan that we can create. And I know what you're, where you're coming from at this point. Let's work on this together. And it's really important to remember as students that, you know, professors are a resource as well on top of your friends and your relatives. That's so true, Katie. And also, um, I would say kind of the perfect middle ground for that, balancing with um, students, but also who are working with college too, is academic peer coaches, what we do. Um, we can be, provide that accountability as well. And we all need it. Um, I am a senior now at Weber State University, and just as much as my freshman year, you need to have accountability. I have to learn this lesson over and over again. No matter where you're at, um, don't feel like you have to go through the crazy college journey alone. Don't be afraid to ask for help and definitely include the people around you. So, guys, whether it's your family, friends, spouse, roommates, whoever it is, make sure to consistently include those around you who want to support you and help you better manage your time. Simply using them as a sounding board, even while you verbalize what you plan to accomplish, what you need to get done in the day, can help solidify in your mind what you need to do. I think another good benefit of having people who help keep you accountable is they can help you not take on extra commitments. As they become more aware of what is going on in your schedule, they can more effectively encourage you to keep moving forward and to say, no, you don't really need to pick up a few extra shifts at work or these extra commitments that will hinder your college experience. Absolutely. A lot of good things with accountability. All right. So that's the first step, folks. Accountability. A is for accountability. Next, we have C. C is for calendar. Using a calendar, a planner or a to-do list is crucial for overcoming procrastination. Time management begins when we take the time to make the time. In other words, we stay organized by using a calendar or to-do list until we actually sit down and thoroughly plan out the steps for what we will do. And when we will do it, we are left with no real direction. Right. Other than that looming deadline that ends up being done the day it's due. And that just <laughs> well, doesn't Noah, work out. It's called the due date for a reason. <laughs> you do it on the date. <laughs> no. You see, and that's, that's where you need to kind of shift your due dates and make them before. And that's why a calendar is really helpful with that, um, for sure. <laughs> so let me ask you guys, our peer coaches here, how do you use your calendar and planner to help you stay on track? Obviously, we can't talk about everything related to using a planner, all the tips and tricks, but are there a few basic guidelines that you found helpful throughout the semesters? Um, for me, I have a few. Um, Personally, I'm a huge fan of the Canvas calendar because I'm not one for like getting my own calendar and writing it down. What I love about the Canvas calendar, though, is that it's already all of my assignments are in there and I can add assignments as I go along and I can look at it and it crosses it off for me as I submit things. I'm a big fan of that. And basically what I'll do is I'll try and break it up and say on like Sunday or Monday morning at the beginning of a week, I'll go ahead and I'll look at my next week and what I have coming up, right? I'll look at assignment due dates and I'll look at what time I have when I'm working. I kind of schedule that all in. And then I say, okay, I have a couple of chunks of time that I'm just going to commit to homework. For me, I don't schedule out every hour that I'm doing homework. I know for some people that's really effective, but I like to just kind of look at my week and decide these are the days I'm going to do homework. And then I just kind of look at it day by day and make sure that I have something. This is always my goal. Doesn't always happen, but it's my goal to have it done the day before it's due. So that way I'm not stressing too hard on the due date. 
So what you're saying is when you look at your Canvas calendar, you're not really just looking at, oh, here's the due dates for things. You're looking at this is what I've planned to do, breaking it down. Mm-hmm. And so you're actually seeing more of a plan. That's exactly. really cool. Yeah, my brother does that um, with the Canvas calendar. He likes to utilize that. Katie, what about you? How do you use time management with a calendar or a to-do list? Yeah, in the past, I actually have a hard time keeping up with a calendar. A lot of times when I you know, buy like a physical calendar, I feel bad because I don't always use it. And it's like kind of like a waste of money, you know? And then I kind of get on myself because it's like looking back on the previous weeks where I could have been filling out and actually (laughs) scheduling. And I, I don't know, I just really like get really disappointed and, you know, like it discourages me from actually continuing getting better with my time management. And what I've learned recently is to buy undated calendars and an undated like week, like basically type of sheet where if I miss a week, it doesn't matter because I could still use it for another week. And I can just, if I'm feeling motivated that week, that Sunday or Monday, I'll do kind of like what Emily was talking about, where I'll just outline everything that I need to do. I'll write down my top three goals or priorities and make sure that I get those done. But if I miss the next week, it doesn't really matter because I was able to get like my priorities finished. Um, A lot of times when I meet with students, they kind of talk about that as well, where the Google Calendar doesn't work or the Canvas Calendar is just difficult because, I don't know, it doesn't really like jive with them. And when they use physical calendars, they often forget. And so often we kind of compromise and just kind of create like a to-do list instead where it's like, let's say that you have an essay that's going to be due at the end of the week. That's the most intimidating one. That's the one you're dreading the most. Let's try and focus on getting that one finished first. And then you can go through the rest of the to-do list. That's really cool. Yeah, I think a common pattern that I'm seeing here with these responses is it's important to write things down, whether you use a to-do list or a calendar, but also to make sure you're putting it in a position where you can look at it regularly. Um, because I know that for me, and I, I'm kind of on the leaning more on the side of I like to use a physical calendar, but the weeks that I fill stuff in and I don't look at my calendar, it still doesn't get done the time that I want to. So I've learned for me, whether you use a physical calendar, canvas calendar, or to-do list, having it open and having it where you're looking at it um, every day to kind of a review is, is a really important thing. So yeah, thanks coaches. I really appreciate that. So again, to review, if you want to act on your procrastination, first, A, you have to have accountability. Second, C, you have to have a calendar or a to-do list using something to give yourself direction and creating your own deadlines for when you want to get things done. Break down bigger tasks into smaller pieces. And then finally, we have T. T is for? Think. How you think about your assignments can really make or break your willingness to overcome procrastination and start that assignment that is just so intimidating. I'll share a quick experience with this. I am in a communication law class right now, and I really enjoy it. But the final project is a little intimidating to me. It's like a 15-page paper on something to do with the First Amendment, right? And we had to have our first draft done by like last week, I think is when we had to turn it in. And I was thinking about this for a lot of the semester because there's not a lot of assignments in this class, so I knew it was coming. And I put it off and I put it off and I put it off, right? Um, And I wish that I had started on it sooner because it made that week that it was due a little bit stressful for me because then I had to really quickly write 12 to 15 pages, right? Whereas I knew this assignment was coming up if I just thought a little bit about it and recognized it doesn't have to be so intimidating, right? We kind of change our mindset about it and we say, 
this can be really manageable if we break it up into chunks, right? If I just write a page here and there every week, then it's a lot less intimidating. And so that's something that I've learned, especially with those big assignments that kind of scare us a little. And we don't even want to start because they're so big. Just figuring out how can I break this up so it's not as scary because it, they do, it doesn't have to be scary. It can be really manageable and, you know, just it can be a blessing if you let it. Yeah, exactly. This goes well with the last point about using a calendar. Once you have scheduled out what you want to do and have broken down the big assignments into bite-sized pizzas, pieces, not pizzas, excuse me, you can free your mind from stressing about all that you have to do. It's all a matter of taking it one step at a time. Yeah, that's a great example, um, Emily, with that paper. Because, yeah, for me, I find writing big papers to be a hard thing too. But when you have it broken down, then all of a sudden your thought process is, you know, you don't have to think about doing this huge paper. You just have to think about, oh, I scheduled to do just the outline today. And all of a sudden, you know, it's it's a lot less intimidating when you're just focusing on the bits and pieces. So, yeah, the bottom line is beginning is half the battle. I agree. Once you start a project, you are more likely to stay motivated to do it even more than when you what you planned at the time. You will then also have something to work with you as you continue to return to this project, making it less intimidating than before. And this kind of goes along with some of our other podcast episodes we've talked about, about being intentional, having a growth mindset. Sometimes it even means just thinking out loud to yourself saying, okay, um, this assignment is a big assignment, but I don't um, I don't have to do the whole thing right now. I'm just going to take it one step at a time. And just just getting started uh, is really just the important thing about overcoming procrastination is taking it one step at a time. Well, I hope that we have encouraged and challenged you today to act on your procrastination. So think about ways where you can incorporate accountability, a calendar, creating a plan, and thinking about your goals one step at a time. And as academic peer coaches at Weber State, we are here for you to give encouragement and guidance. We can also help you create specific and realistic goals and provide a support base to help you achieve them. Sometimes all it takes to improve is to simply have that accountability and a friendly reminder to keep at it. You can make a coaching appointment with us through our webpage at weber.edu slash academic peer coaching, or you can email us at coaching at weber.edu. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. So let's wrap this episode with our quote of the day by Michael Altshuler. I love this quote. He says, the bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. We hope you'll join us again next time on Coach. See you next time, Wildcats.